Several days had passed. Devrat found his father despondent. Shantanu barely spoke to anyone now and Devrat longed for his father's company. The prince tried everything in his power to get the king to disclose the matter, but it was all in vain. At long last, the king spoke to Devrat one day. In this great house of the Kurus, you are the only son. You are to me more than a hundred sons put together. God has given you a long life, I know it. But you are a great warrior. If anything should happen to you in battle, the lineage of the great Kurus is all but lost. This is the worry that has been plaguing my mind. The prince stood silent for a moment and then walked away without speaking a word. He went at once to the king's charioteer. His intelligence had penetrated through the screen of words his father had spoken. In a direct manner, he questioned the king's charioteer. You are my father's friend and confidant. Tell me, who is this woman that has captured my father's heart? Tell me what you know. After much hesitation, the charioteer retold the events that he had witnessed in the forest, the king's proposal to the fisherwoman, the woman's father and his unreasonable condition for their marriage. Without telling his father, Devrat set out to the forest and reached the dwelling of the king of the fishermen. The fishermen greeted his guest with all the respect, but Devrat was unimpressed. He quickly came to the point and said, Tell me, O king of fishermen, do you not consider it an honor that the king of the Kurus is seeking your daughter's hand in marriage? To which the fisherman said, My lord, I wanted a price. I know very well the great honor that has been conferred on me. But lord, it has been predicted. The son of Satyavati will be a monarch. You are the crown prince, the Yuvaraj. The king dotes on you. And so he was silent when I stated my condition. A frown of annoyance passed across the face of Devrat. The happiness of his father meant everything to him. He would not stand in the way. He gathered himself and said, I agree to your price then. Your grandson shall be king after my father. As of this moment, I renounce my claim to the throne. Hearing this, the fisherman rejoiced in his heart, but now wanted more out of the agreement. My lord, you are indeed a true prince. Your father's happiness means everything to you. In your nobleness, you have renounced the throne. But how can I be sure that your sons will be just as selfless as you are? What assurance do I have that they will not contest the claims of Satyavati's son? The fisherman's guile enraged Devarath. A storm was brewing in his mind and then there was only determination. Devarath spoke. Then hear this, O king of fishermen. I say this before the denizens of heaven, earth and the nether regions. In the name of all things that are dear and sacred to me, in the name of my guru, my mother and dharma, that is, as long as I shall live, I shall not take a wife and shall remain celibate. This is my solemn vow. So terrible was this vow he had taken for his father's happiness. The gods rained flowers on him from the heavens. The word Bhishma resounded in all directions. The fisherman now saluted the prince and said, Lord, I present to you your mother, Satyavati. She is now your father's bride. Devrat hastened to his father's presence. Father, I have brought you Satyavati. Accept her and be free of this sorrow that plagues your mind. The sky was still resounding with the cry, Bhishma, Bhishma. Shantanu heard all that had happened. He was stricken with grief. His conscience smote him. He could not bear to think of his son, so full of manliness and divinity, living a life of permanent, self-imposed celibacy. But the oath once taken 
cannot be broken. In his love and gratitude for his son, Shantanu granted Devrath a boon. Devrath could die only when it pleased him. Death had to wait on this son of Ganga. The heavens approved of this boon, and the gods in unison said, So be it. Thus the marriage between Shantanu and Satyavati was celebrated. The king spent a few years with her. Two sons were born to them. They were named Chitrangada and Vichitravarya. The years rolled on only too soon, and the king, now old, passed away and joined his forefathers. Prince Chitrangada was too young to be entrusted with the kingdom. It was evident that Devrath, now known as Bhishma, would bear that burden. Bhishma installed Chitrangada as Yuvaraj and acted as king regent on his behalf.